This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about one of those subjects that when you bring it up, people go, ooh, ooh, ah, ignore it, eek, eek, <laughs> all of those things that I'm sure my guest is very familiar with. But it is something that is so important, especially to small business owners, and that's taxes. And we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff too. So don't tune out. Don't think, oh, ick taxes. And I tell you what, we're really going to be giving you a lot of great information. So um, please join me in welcoming Shannon Stewart to our program today. Welcome, Shannon. Good morning. You know, and I bet you hear that all the time, right? Taxes, ew. <laughs> Ah, I mean, it's I, almost like yeah, when we I'd rather go to the dentist and have a root canal. I had someone uh, tell me that some one time. I, it's funny. I was actually thinking about that. It was like you know, tax planning or root canal. I'd probably pick root canal, and you know, and it is one of those things we don't want to think about. We think, oh, it's never going to happen to us. That dreaded audit word. You know, all of those various things. But of course, it, it you know, we we need to be discussing this. So let me tell people just a little bit about you. And I have to say, and we were chatting off the air, I absolutely love your bio because it shows your personality. And our big thing that we talk about frequently on this program is that you have to be authentic to who you are. And sometimes people will go, oh my gosh, I have to absolutely positively work with that person. Or they might go, hmm, I think I'll go to the next person. And But you know, that's, that's all part of doing business. And, and so I love your bio. So let me tell people a little bit about you. Shannon Stewart is not your typical accountant. She's a serial entrepreneur and fearless single mom who has a background in military tactical training and is not afraid to stand up to anyone, including the IRS. A gun-toting, libertarian, proactive tax strategist, Shannon has built a team of tax and financial experts to assist clients in legal tax avoidance. They say that there are two things in the world that are guaranteed, death and taxes. Shannon has faced life and death situations while traveling internationally and came out on the other side so she can be fearless when it comes to everything, including her work. Armed with years of tax navigation experience, in 1996, she started Advanced Accounting to help clients apply those principles she learned at GE to assist in reducing their tax liability. A former American Baptist pastor, Shannon owns Gunpowder and Lace, a concealment garment and holster company for women. She also coaches women on how to give themselves permission to channel their inner goddess and inner badass and make no apologies for it. So, Shannon, I can tell we're going to have a great time. You're so welcome. You know, and it is one of those things we have to be authentic, right, to, to who we are. And so that's what I love about your bio. Somebody might really look at that, hear that, and think, no, not so much. But the important thing is you are an expert in, in taxes. And, you know, and, and so that's, that is what is critical in, in this. But tell us, why, why did you choose this path? Because you have gone down several other paths. So what, what made you decide that this is where you wanted to end up, at least for now? So I think part of it is the pastor in me. So mm -hmm. I was an American Baptist pastor for eight years mm -hmm. and I didn't fit the mold. <laughs> Go figure. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I was before my time, before the Joel Olsteins of the world. Um, mm -hmm. And so the things that I presented about the fact that you didn't need to be sick and you didn't need to be broke didn't really resonate with, with the model that mm -hmm. I was finding myself in. And I really have a heart for people. So mm -hmm. when people come to me and they have a problem um, the IRS is scary. I know. I mean, people, if you hear IRS, you're like, oh, eek, ah. And, and people are filled with fear. Mm -hmm. And my, I actually always say to people, um, I'm a warrior at heart. Mm -hmm. And when people come into my clientele or come into my fold, I will protect them. Like I have that mama bear, that pastor's heart that I really, you know, I really believe that number one, you should never withhold good when it's in your power. Mm -hmm. 
and and you should always leave people in a better place. And so when I was looking, I you know I started my career um, as a financial advisor and had tax background. And it just became a really good fit because I would start to watch people as we were talking about their finances. And the one thing that would scare the bejeebies out of them was the IRS. And then I also saw that there was a shortfall in my in the industry mm. and that a lot of tax professionals, um, they were in the business of doing taxes and filing an air-free return and mm-hmm. recording your business history and keeping you in compliance with the law, which is all very important. But most tax professionals are historians. Mm. They record history. Mm-hmm. I really looked at it from the standpoint of we can be very proactive. Okay. We can actually develop tax strategy mm. and we can actually write history. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of legal caveats and loopholes within the IRS code mm-hmm. that unfortunately taxpayers don't take advantage of because no one has told them. Right. And it's not, you know, their tax professional's job is really a full-time job in and of itself. And mm-hmm. so we really kind of had to reinvent the way our practice was structured, that we were very proactive. And everyone who comes into our system has to kind of come on board. They have to have the philosophy. First of all, as you read in my bio, I'm a pretty big personality. Like I, I'm pretty high energy. I'm take charge. Like there's the mountain. We're going to climb it. Um, I'm going to get us there. And so not everyone's personality resonates with me, but we also have a guideline. We kind of have a rules of engagement that says, you know, you're going to be proactive. You're not going to come into the office. Um, And actually 67% of all of our clientele are virtual. So Ah. you're not going to give me a virtual um, shoebox full of receipts on April 14th and expect Mm -hmm. us to work miracles. We're going to actually try to start to start working the miracles a year in advance so Mm -hmm. that we're not blindsided. Right. You know, and, and I think one of the things that I always hear people talk about is, you know, especially when they start their business, you know, and, and whether it's a side hustle or, you know, that they, they actually do set up a business that, you know, uh, they, they don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. And so they kind of fumble and bumble along. And it's funny, earlier this week, I interviewed an attorney. And one of the things that we were talking about was obviously how to legally set up your business to start with. And then some of the, the things that you need to, to carry on throughout the, the, the time you have your business. But you know, we also mentioned that it's so important that as part of your team, you have that CPA, that tax person. Because when you start doing business, whether it's, you know, a side hustle or something that, that ends up being much bigger, there are different tax situations and, and things that you need to be aware of. And, and so, you know, it, as we're recording this, it's actually, uh, it's in February as we're recording this, it's going to air right at the end of March. So right before the dreaded tax day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so you know, let's, let's kind of go through some things, you know, why, why, first of all, you know, should a small business even be thinking that, that their business taxes are different than their personal taxes? Well, I mean, I why think can't we just put it all in one pot and be happy? Well, I mean, so here's the thing is that, and that happens oftentimes. I mean, mm-hmm. a business owner does not realize that there is so much separation and so much difference between the personal tax code and the business tax code. Mm-hmm. And we went through the, one of the largest overhauls of our tax system right. um, this past year. So mm-hmm. it's a completely a different ballgame. And it cracks me up when I watch the media and they say, well, taxes have been simplified. No. And, and any a tax professional you talk to will roll our eyes because it just got even more complicated mm-hmm. because you're, you get to try to qualify for something called a qualified business income deduction. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing now. But here's the thing that I think when we're talking about you know, small business owners, you're, one of the things I always hear is the fact that, you know, having a bookkeeper, having a tax professional is going to cost me too much. Mm-hmm. And the fact is you're going to pay the IRS regardless of who you work with. Right. So you might as well work with someone who is going to be- Get your the, money back. <laughs> right. Who is in the business of saving you money. I, right. I was at a business conference, so I do a lot of mastermind because I think it's really important to connect with mm-hmm. other entrepreneurs who can see things in a different frame of mind than you Right. So I, I belong to several different mastermind groups. I was at a mastermind and I've been in this mastermind for three years. And so there was a new individual there and he came up to me and he said, you know what? I see you walk in, you know, and this, and this person introduced me as like the gun toting, 
you know, tax strategist. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I tend to always wear black. So I make a presence, you know, I like (laughs) persona. And so I kind of own it. And he says, you know, I, I like my tax person. Why give me one sentence that would, I, you would say to me that would convince me that I need to work with you. And I just looked at that in the eye and I said, when was the last time your CPA saved you money? Mm-hmm. And he was silent. Mm-hmm. And he like I could see him like thinking. Right. And he goes, okay, you've got me. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things is that you need to have a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. Not everybody can do QuickBooks. Right. You know, QuickBooks sells to the population that it's a do-it-yourself, easy to do. Mm-hmm. That's not always true because right. you don't may not have the background of how to click, you know, classify and categorize things, or you might be missing deductions that are happening in your personal life that mm-hmm. really are business expenses. So you need to have a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and you need to have a tax professional that's in the business of doing proactive planning, mm-hmm. not someone who's just going to file your taxes at the end of the year right? when it's, too, when it's already set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and your tax strategist, and they're not, you know, not all tax professionals, you know, are the same. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a tax strategist, your tax strategist s- should save you more in taxes every single year than you pay them. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a no brainer. Right. Well, and as you mentioned, the, the tax code itself is very long and very complicated. And so, you know, for, for the vast majority of people, we don't understand it. You know, we, and, and we certainly don't know, you know, what we can do and what we can't do, you know, and, you know, I, there are times where I do long for the time when, when I just filed as the 1040 EZ, mm-hmm. but that was before I was married, you know, and, and, you know, and certainly before I had a business, all those various things. And, you know, and I think the other kind of misnomer is that the IRS is out to get us. They're not, you know, and, and so when we do things properly, that's where things work. Um, and it's funny, I, I always ask my guests for questions that, that they would, you know, like to consider and, and things like that. And so, you know, one of the things is, you know, one, one thing that you asked, and I just thought this was, was funny, and so I wanted to make sure I asked it. What is the one thing that I should never tell my tax professional if I want to avoid serious fines, penalties, or even <laughs> jail time? Well, I think it's so funny because one of the things that I hear from people uh, and I, I alluded to this a little bit in our pre-conversation is when they say, well, per Google, right? Mm-hmm. You know, per Google, you know, this is what I'm able to do. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't call you because I just Googled it. And so I spent the whole year doing this. X, mm-hmm. Right. And now I think I get to write it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I had a client actually who came in, he's been my longstanding client since 1996. He's an elderly gentleman and he came in and he was really upset and he said, um, I got my taxes done by you and you, I paid taxes on my social security and that's not right because I heard on TV that they don't tax social security anymore. And so we had to sit down and I had to pull mm-hmm. up the IRS code and I said, I understand what you thought you heard. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of misinformation that exists on the internet and on television and in the media. Mm-hmm. And so we really, we have to go to the source. Right. So don't ever take what you Google or what our friends say or or what our friends say because and here's the thing that's really interesting to me is that everyone's person everybody's personal situation is different Mm -hmm. right and so what's going on in one person's life is it may it's not going to be the same journey or same recording of Mm -hmm. your history on that tax return so i think that's the one thing that people get themselves in trouble with and and, and another thing they get in trouble with is I will get a call because we do resolution work, meaning that people get IRS letters, they get audited, things of that nature, and they'll just ignore those letters. I know. Danger, danger. No, we're just going to bury our head in the sand. Exactly. And, and, you know, this again, life is about being proactive. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, anticipating the curves of the road so that you can navigate them properly. And so, you know, if you get an IRS letter, don't like let them stack up for three, six, nine, 12 months before mm-hmm. you take them to someone. Because right. there is that little thing called interest. <laughs> well, and so here's the interesting thing that I think most people don't understand is oftentimes when we open up those notices and we read them and we really like do the research and get to mm-hmm. the bottom, a lot of times we can fix them. Right. Really it was, it was a simple error. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or 
Or like, I'll give you an example that happened recently. I had a client come in and, and they had rental properties and they had received money from the local county for mm-hmm. low income housing. And the county coded the 1099 to the person instead of their, their partnership oh, mm-hmm. properties. Mm-hmm. And she didn't think she had to bring me the 1099 because she just didn't think to bring it. Right. She got a letter mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, your 1099 was issued wrong. Mm-hmm. So we just need to go back to the county, have them issued. Right. To have, that, have that corrected. Mm-hmm. And we write a letter and it's corrected. Mm-hmm. Now, had she let six, 12 months go by, they would have taken action. They could have levied, right. they could have leaned. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's where being very proactive and making sure that um, you're on top of it and that you have someone in your, you know, kind of in your Rolodex or in your in your field of, of reference that if something like that comes up and you don't feel like you're capable, that you can go to them and you can trust that you know that they're going to take care of the situation mm-hmm. for you with your best interest in mind. Right. You know, and, and let's be honest, you know, we, especially if we're a business owner, which well, most of the people listening to this program are, we should have that tax person and CPA and attorney as part of our team. And, you know, there are, you know, I talked about the 1040 easy. I mean, you know, people do their own taxes, all those various things. But as a business owner, we need that person that we can call, that we can say, oh, hey, you know, can I buy a new computer? What's the, you know, all these various things. And it was funny, I saw something on Facebook the other day. Now, it was actually posted by a a friend of mine who is a a tax professional. And he said, you know, I noticed that while I'm checking out at Walmart, I can get my taxes done. (laughs) And of course, you know, it was obviously very tongue in cheek. Now, you know, there are the online services. We're not going to knock any of those. And there are, you know, the, the quick type of, of things that you see in Walmart or in, you know, other stores. And those work fine for many people. But for a business owner, you've got to have somebody who really knows what the heck they're talking about and can help you with all of these things year round, as you've said. Yes, definitely. And, and that's, you know, something I find really interesting is that I'll run into tax professionals at conferences and they're not open year round. Mm-hmm. You know, they're open for the, the tax filing season and then they disappear. In fact, a lot of our clients come to us. Um, I had a client came, that became a really good big client for us. Um, mm-hmm. runs a $5 million company. And he said, you know, I emailed my CPA in June and mm-hmm. he didn't get back to me till September because he oh. was out. And that hey. happens. A lot mm-hmm. of you know, accountants will, after April 15th, they go out, you know, for the summer until it's filing for, you know, corporations, uh, the extensions of corporations Mm -hmm. and personal extensions. So it's about having someone who returns your phone calls, returns your emails in a timely fashion. Right, right. You know, know, people do need to understand, okay, if I call you on April 14th, you're probably not going to call me back. And in fact, you may not call me for maybe a week unless I indicate in my message, oh my gosh, sky is falling, sky is falling. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and, and there are certainly other other days, you know, there's quarterly filing and, and all of those various things. But, but yeah, to, you know, we, we need somebody that if we need to reach them, we can. Because mm-hmm. things come up all the time. You know, say you are a business owner who uses your vehicle as part of your business. Well, maybe you decide you want to buy a new one. You know, that could happen throughout the year. So are there tax ramifications? You know, all of these various things crop up. And so you do need to be able to have somebody that you can trust and and that person is not Google. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not Google. (laughs) It was funny. We were talking before that the program started that my mother refers to Google as a female. And we thought, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> she says these things. Um, so I was looking on your website, and you've got this great article called, <coughs> excuse me, Timeless Tax Planning Advice for Savvy Business Owners. And so let's go through a couple of these things. Um, and, and, you know, and some of these, you, you read them, or we talk about them, and it's kind of like, well, duh. But at the same point, it happens, or you wouldn't oh. be writing about it. Okay, so, so and, yeah, well, let me. So the first one of these, and I know this article, I don't even have to pull it up because uh-huh. one of the things is that we live in a different world now. So the IRS is going AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, yes, yes. 
And it's huge. I mean, if you go and look at the job postings on the IRS website, they're actually looking for analysts with experience in artificial intelligence. So in the old school days, the federal governments and the state governments weren't linked up. Our brokerage accounts weren't linked to the federal government. I mean, everything now is linked up. So you right. need to keep track of all of your income sources. I mean, PayPal is going to give you, um, you know, your, your 1099K and you're going to, I mean, you've just got all of these documents that are all linked to the IRS, especially mm -hmm. offshore accounts. Ooh. So it's really- Not that I have one of those, but- <laughs> Well, there's a lot. Of, so I work with a lot of expats as well. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, times where they'll say to me, well, I don't need to file or I don't need to disclose that. And I'm like, yes, actually do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important to keep track of all your income and all of your accounts and never, ever hide anything because, right. you know, it, it is very likely that with artificial intelligence, you're going to get found out. Now, mm -hmm. the IRS usually runs two years behind mm -hmm. in sending you a letter. So it'll be 2019 and you'll be getting a letter regarding 2017. Right. So, but they eventually will catch up with you. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is that you have to remember that when you're signing your tax return, you're certifying that everything that's on that tax return is the truth. Right. Even if you're having somebody else prepare it for you, yes. they're doing it based on information you provided. Exactly. And it's not their job to audit that information as right. you prepare. Mm -hmm. So it's always better to side on the, you know, on being very transparent. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, if you don't have a document to back it up, you don't get to claim it. That's mm -hmm. just how it works. Mm -hmm. um, so another thing to remember is that you want to, I always call it push income and pull expenses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we're doing taxes, it's a numbers game. You want all your taxable income and to be as low as possible. And you want all of your expenses to be as high as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So it's about, as we get towards the end of the year, making sure we're maximizing those deductions. Like, I mean, Literally, this December, we went out and bought new computers, and, mm -hmm. and we right. bought the paper for the year, and the ink for the year, and the postage mm -hmm. stamps, and things of that nature. Um, so that's really important to make sure that you're keeping an eye on that, because after December 31st, once that, that the year is closed, you're done. Right. Um, and you can't backdate stuff. Folks, no, you know, that's no. it. so like you said, somewhere there's a copy of it, you know, and, and yeah. so and, and if you've got that receipt that is dated, you know, the third of January, it's dated the third of January. You can't claim it as being a December expense. Well, and here's the thing that most people will say to me, it cracks me up because they don't understand. Like, so let's say, for instance, you get checks. Mm -hmm. on, on right. I'm going to wait and deposit them. <laughs> yes. There's something called constructive receipt. Mm hmm. And you're a cash basis taxpayer usually. And when you receive that check in your hand, regardless of when it actually gets deposited, you, you have a constructive receipt. Mm -hmm. it's income. Right. And I think uh, that's a game I see entrepreneurs try to play a lot, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Like, I didn't, I didn't deposit that until the third, but then we get a 1099 and it's on the 1099. Right. So we've got to mm -hmm. back it out of one year and put it onto the other. So mm -hmm. just be real transparent. Play above board, right? Mm -hmm. um, also understand like your retirement plans. Like, you know, you should have an, an HSA, which is a health savings account. Mm -hmm. You should have a retirement plan and make sure, you know, you're working with your, your advisors and your tax professionals and you're maximizing whatever you need to before the end of the year mm -hmm. so that you can maximize those tax write-offs. Right. I always love the commercials that, that appear at the end of the year. Get your eyes checked, your glasses done, go to the dentist, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing, and I mean, I you mentioned it in my bio. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, a constitutional libertarian. I'm a conservative, and I think that's really important to understand and watch the news and understand that what happens in Congress and Senate really affects tax law, mm -hmm. and they have the power to to ink in and take away at the stroke of a pen. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I you know, pay attention to what's happening. Mm -hmm. and, and how, you know, how that affects you, but don't rely on, you know, CNN or Fox News or anything like that. I mean, go to the source. Right. Find right. out, okay, this is what Congress and Senate have just done. How mm -hmm. does it affect me? Mm -hmm. um, and make sure you're sourcing that. So I know when we do a tax plan for individuals, we, we take people through a discovery process and they get a, they get a, a, 
a bound fight, a bound tax plan. And in the tax plan, I actually put all of the links to all the source documents that they can look at. Mm-hmm. And I think they love it because it's a little hyperlink in their PDF and they're like, oh, it goes right to the IRS right. website or it goes mm-hmm. right to the code or the private letter ruling. And I'm like, exactly. Mm-hmm. We want to know that what we're doing is completely 100% documented and authentically in the code. Right. And there are some people who really, really, really want to read that stuff. Yes, there are some, yes. <laughs> Not me. My husband would be one of those, though. You know, he's, and, and you know, thank heavens for him, because I really am one of those people that I'm like, ugh. But he keeps up on all that stuff. And then, of course, we do have a, a great tax person in NCPA. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it, it, folks, there's really no reason to be burying your head in the sand, you know. And, and even if it's just a basic knowledge about it, you need to, to be paying attention. Well, and I think that, that, you know, you make a good point there. Because one of the things that when I talk to individuals, um, I'm always about educating. Mm-hmm. Edu- because I really believe that you need to be an informed consumer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're signing that tax return, so you need to know how to read that tax return. You need to know where the numbers came from, but you need to be informed. You need to be informed about that. And, it, and it's about being an informed consumer. So your your tax profession, your tax strategist should be educating you so that you can make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Because ignorance is no excuse for violating any type of law. Right. And, and yeah, it, it doesn't work if you're pulled over for speeding, and it certainly doesn't work with the IRS. Yes, definitely. So what are a couple more things that, that business owners really need to pay attention to? Well, I think one of the things is that you also need to understand the things that you can write off and what you can't write off. I also, you know, one of the, the biggest thing that comes across my desk, especially with this new qualified business income deduction is... Figuring out, do you have the right business entity? And I know you had a lawyer on recently, mm-hmm. but nailing your business entity right. is so critical. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you well, an LLC? And if you're an LLC, is it a sole proprietorship? All you know, Yeah, it, it can get pretty complicated. It can. And with the new tax code, so one of the things that we've been running into is we're running scenarios to, to, to actually look, should you be a C-corp or should you be an mm-hmm. S-corp? You know, And now that all of the tax laws have changed, Every single one of our clientele that were S-Corps, we're running the scenario. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does it make sense to change our entity type, you know, right. from a taxation standpoint? So the proper business um, entity selection is critical. Mm-hmm. And, and as tax laws change, one may be more appropriate and advantageous over the other. Mm-hmm. So just because it worked for you five years ago doesn't necessarily mean that it works today. Right. You know, so I think that's one of the biggest things that I see with people. And um, and I also think that one of the things that I see oftentimes, especially with solo entrepreneurs, is that they're missing deductions in their in their personal life. Right. That actually would translate into business tax deductions. So mm-hmm. we institute with our clientele something called an accountable plan. And the accountable plan is a way that we actually look through their life and we find and document um, all of these things that actually translate into a write-off mm-hmm. on their business tax return. Right. And so I oftentimes see that that people forget, you know, and, and here's the thing. If you're not doing bookkeeping on a, a monthly basis with a bookkeeper or you're not doing it yourself, you know what? Think about the fact that when you get to do your tax return in April, mm-hmm. there's already you know, almost a year and three months or four months of time that went by and your your memory can get fuzzy. Right, right. So it's about documenting mm-hmm. and um, keeping, you know, meticulous records. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you would be amazed with the things that fall through the cracks because people don't keep proper records. Right. You know, and, and this is where you really do need to be talking with that professional because say you're a home-based business, you know, there are definitely things that can be written off and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to generalize here, folks. So don't, you know, don't get carried away and think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, and I'm not Google. Um, you know, if you have a dedicated space, your internet coverage, you know, your, your telephone, all these various things, but, you know, say you've got this great computer, but you also use, you know, for your kids' homework and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, and so it, it, yeah, it can get really tricky, but the important thing is you can 
take a lot of those things and and write them off. You just have to again be very transparent and and know what you're doing. So you know if you if you if you're using your kid's laptop on the kitchen table, that's a little iffy, <laughs> you know? right? Um, but but again, you need that person that you can trust to say, okay, what am I doing? You know, one of the things that always baffles me when I talk to people is the mileage. You know that they don't keep track of their miles, especially if they're you know when when they're driving for business. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. That was one of the very first things somebody actually told me to to keep track of, and and I'm so glad they did because we literally get back. You know, I travel a lot. It's you know in Colorado we drove a lot, and in Atlanta we drive a lot. And, you know, and, and so keeping track of those business miles and, and I'm, I'm very particular about it. I mean, you know, if it, if I'm going to a networking meeting, but then I go to the grocery store, well, I deduct that. I mean, you know, it, you know, it, it's, and, and maybe that's just me. I mean, you know, and, and because how would they know that I went to the grocery store? Right. But, um, but you know, you can write off those miles and, and, or if you're, you know, I, I have a friend who uses her car exclusively for business. And so she's got signage on it. That's a totally different way that she can write stuff off. Um, you know, and, and, but you know, it's, it's permanent signage. That was the other thing she was told uh-uh, magnet signs that you pull off. That doesn't count. Right. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, 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 definitely worth having a great conversation with somebody who knows what they're talking about, not Google, not your friend, not, you know, Bob down the street, um, because they can be telling you these things that you might have never, ever thought, oh my God, we can write that off. Well, and I think, so, and, you know, technology has made some of this much, much easier. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can have mileage tracker apps right on our smartphone. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, we can have accounting software where we click the picture mm-hmm. of the receipt and it's electronically saved and even in, some of them even input into the software itself. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of technology that is actually there to assist us. Right. And make it easy. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of receipts, how long do we need to keep them? Well, I always tell my clients 10 years. now. Okay. A lot of professionals will say seven to ten. Mm-hmm. So one of the things to remember is that the the federal government, if they audit you, usually it's for three years. Mm-hmm. They can, they can go back further, right? Especially if you've you know messed up. Well, exactly. So what happens is there is no. So we go through a cycle where you actually have what we call closed tax years. Mm-hmm. So after a, a tax year is closed. Um, it can't be reopened, but there is no statute of limitations on fraud. So if they find something that looks fraudulent on a mm-hmm. return that they're auditing, they can go back indefinitely. Mm-hmm. But to keep in mind, the reason why we don't commit fraud is because there's no statute of limitations. Yeah. That murder. You just, just don't do exactly. those things. <laughs> so, um, and, but what I usually find is that the IRS will go back three years, but you have to remember that they're two years behind. So we're in the 2019 right. tax year. So it's actually five years. Exactly. So they're going to go back to, they're going to start with 17 and they're going to audit you for 17, 16, and 15. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of the rule of thumb. If you keep 10 years, um, you're going to have your documentation. Now, here's something that most people don't know. They just assume that their tax preparer has all their records, right? Mm-hmm. Not true. The, IR, the IRS only requires that tax professionals keep certain copies of certain documentation mm-hmm. um, for 36 months. Right. So they, we purge our system and we are completely paperless. Mm-hmm. And so after 36 months, our IT people just go in and purge our databases mm-hmm. and that information is gone. Right. Well, and not only that, we might've changed who was doing yeah. our taxes, you know, and so poof, there went, there went all of that. Yeah. So you always want to make sure that you have, um, have a paper copy, an electronic copy, a copy of your tax return. And and that's important too. When we talk about receipts and documentation, you can scan those things into your computer, your hard drives, mm-hmm. the cloud. You don't have to actually have them physically on hand as long as you can reproduce them. Right. You know, and, and I am going to suggest, you know, you've, you said the cloud a couple of times. That is something where I think people really need to, to do because, you know, and that, that, you know, that might be a little scary for some folks because they might not do that. Now, I, everything I have is on the cloud. I mean, I've had too many hard drives crash. Right. So the only thing I keep on my computers, which is so funny, I mean, you know, there's a terabyte worth of storage now that I have just this minuscule use of. But, I, it's, you know, it's, it's really nice because I can access my, my information from any computer because it's, it's on the cloud. But, you know, I'm assuming that I use, so I use Microsoft Cloud. I actually use Microsoft and Google Cloud. So 
I'm assuming they're big enough companies. They're probably not going to go away or, you know, we'll have a, a lot of notice, but you'll know, be prepared for folks for the fact that a thumb drive could, could break, your hard drive could fail, you, all these various things. So keep your receipts someplace where five years from now you can get them. Yes, because you never know when you're actually going to need those things, right? Mm -hmm. when it's when suddenly um, I had a, a taxpayer call me and we did something for him five years ago, mm -hmm. five years ago, and the state came back and is questioning it now. And I said, look, I don't have it. Right. And I said, where did you do with your copies? He's like, well, I've moved several times. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Right. So now we're, you know, we're in an engagement where we're actually trying to figure out how do we recreate, you know, like how do we put all the pieces mm -hmm. back together? Right. Um, because when he left here, he had all of it, you know, but I mean, I understand five years is a long time, but mm -hmm. um, scan that in, put it in the cloud. I mean, mm -hmm. we're completely cloud-based as well for security purposes. Right. Um, right. And, and um, so that no one can just like, you know, break in and steal the hard drives and walk away with our clients' information. It's all very, very secure mm -hmm. um, from that standpoint. So I think, you know, having a system that works for you, whether that's paper or in the cloud, is just really critical. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, what happens if we get that dreaded letter? And, you know, let's remind folks, IRS doesn't call you. <laughs> that's, that's one of those big scams that goes around. They also don't email you. They still rely on the good old-fashioned U.S. post office. Exactly. So, yes, you're, you know, and that's so critical what, what you've just said is that, you know, oftentimes we'll get, you know, I'll get an, a call saying, you know, the IRS called me. The IRS will never call you. Now, here's the thing. If you are a business owner and you have not paid your 941, so like you have employees and you've not paid your employer portion of your taxes, mm -hmm. the, a revenue officer will show up at your door. Right. Be, and, so, and they might actually remove some of your property and things like that. I mean, they, right. But they can come to your door. That's, that is they a, can come to your door, but they're not going to. They're going to use the old-fashioned postal service and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, certified mail system, you know, from that standpoint. So if, if this happens to you, so the first thing you need to do is not panic. Right. And, and is it funny, you, you sit there and you stare at the letter and you stare at the letter and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I seriously, the IRS is a grown up fear. I mean, mm -hmm. it is a fear right. like, you know, your child is scared of the dark. People mm -hmm. are scared of the IRS. I mean, and, and they, and, and the vast majority of people do stuff right. And we yeah. still, I mean, it's like if the police officer, you know, the police cruiser is, is behind me when I'm driving, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so if a letter like that comes in the mail, the first thing we need to remember is that they do have, they do have authority. So mm -hmm. you have to be aware of the authority that they have and that you can't ignore this. Mm -hmm. That's one of the simple mistakes I see a lot of people make is they simply just ignore the letter thinking that it's going to go away. Right. So the first thing I would do is um, not every tax professional handles what we call resolution or, or IRS relief. Mm -hmm. So not every tax professional, our firm does. In fact, I have a gentleman, a CPA on my team. He's 72 years old. Mm -hmm. And I, I laugh because he always gets through right to the IRS because I think his P-10 is old as Moses. I'm like, they see your P-10 and they know that yep. you're Moses, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to get this, uh, this, this level of, um, uh, you know, respect. Right. But, so when you get the notice, you need to hire a tax professional. Mm-hmm. You need to have someone who specializes in resolution work. Mm -hmm. That may not be the person who prepared your taxes. Right. So a question you wanted to ask is, how many cases do you take on every year? There are people in the industry who just specialize in that. Right. John on my team, he and I work together, but John is my specialist. Mm -hmm. He is the one who handles most of our cases that come in the door. Um, and you also want to make sure, like, how long have they been doing it? What is their success rate? But you need to get a hold of that professional and you need to do it immediately because there are windows that of time that need, things need to be replied to mm -hmm. and need to be dealt with. They right. give you a deadline for a reason. Mm -hmm. If you miss that deadline, then they're just going to escalate this as, oh, you're not, you're being combative. You're right. not working with us. We're going to lean. We're going to levy. Um and, and, and here's the thing that's kind of, as we've worked in this environment, you know, we can get liens and levies removed, but it's so much easier to prevent them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. and, and it's hard to get stuff back from them. You know, if they've yeah. come in and, and seized property, 
Uh, yeah, because sometimes it gets sold. Often it gets sold. I mean, you know, that they're that's how they get their money back is they go and they sell these things. And so, you know, there goes your boat. Exactly. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I think we do. We have this fear of the IRS. We bury our heads in the sand and and it really is actually pretty easy, especially if we're dealing with somebody that we we know and trust. Um, you know, and, and so I can't emphasize it enough to folks. You know, spend the money, get that person that, that is going to help you, even if you just have the side hustle. And sometimes it's the people who are, you know, they, they have the side hustle, they're taking cash. Um, you know, all these various things, they're the people who might need this the most, you know, the and, and so make sure that you're doing things right. And if you're, you know, like like I was talking to uh, my attorneys about, you always, you know, the, the guests that we've had on, when you're setting up your business, you know, you, you're doing business. So you need to be doing these practices properly. Um, now, you might take cash. I mean, that just be the, the, the method of, of business that you're doing, but you have to report it, you know, all these various things. And, and um, you know, it's, it's always interesting. I had, you know, like I had... Uh, we had our uh, some work done on our house, and the guy said, "Yeah, well, here's the invoice, and it was on the official company letterhead." And he said, "But if you pay me in cash, it's less." <laughs> and, and I'm like, ah, "You know," and and of course, my first instinct, "Ooh, I can save money," and. But it was like, oh, really, dude? Who are you cheating here? Which I mean, it was kind of clear, and and so I didn't know if he was cheating his business, or or the IRS, or all of the above. Um, but if you were that business person, don't be doing that. I mean, you know, you can still offer a discount for cash because we offer discounts for early payment, all of these various things. But don't be doing it because you're going to cheat or hide things. Right. Well, I there's a song by. I mean, I also, I'm a country, I like to listen to country music, but there was a song. Um, really, you're a, a gun-toting, pickup <laughs> driving person, and you like country. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> you're the cliche. <laughs> I am, right? And it, there's a song, though, I think it's by Johnny Cash, and it says, What's been, what is done in the dark will be brought to light. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, I'm always well aware of that. When we try to cheat something, I believe that the universe, or whatever you want to call, I call it God. Like that comes back. We reap what we sow. Right. And so you have to be really careful with what you're, what you're doing in business. Um, and another thing that when I'm talking with professionals now, like I have a lot of younger professionals who are actually taking cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole nother topic in itself because a lot of individuals were under the impression that cryptocurrency was not trackable, traceable. Right. You know, they could fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. It's and, on the internet, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I have a lot of internet marketers who are clientele. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like one of my niches in real estate investors. And But my, my internet marketing guys are always the ones, guys and gals, that, that have this cryptocurrency. They're being paid in crypto. And they're, they're, you know, they're actually paying other people in crypto. Mm-hmm. And they'll say to me, um, I actually have it in my questionnaire now. Do you take cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. And or do you trade in cryptocurrency? Or have you bought and sold cryptocurrency? Because one of the things that's happened is that the IRS actually subpoenaed Coinbase's um, um, Coinbase uh, client records, account mm-hmm. records. Right. And they got all of the records of their account holders. And so, you know, all of these people have these accounts. All of them have digital assets sitting there, mm-hmm. yet none of them claimed them on their tax return. E- no. Mm-mm. And now Mm-mm. we're starting to see letters start to come. Yep. And so here's the thing to remember. you can, with, it, with artificial intelligence, with the linking of financial documents and financial systems, you can't fly under the radar anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a I had a client. It was not a funny story. I kind of laughed because you know Michigan just legalized marijuana, and mm-hmm. I'll keep that opinion out of this. But and you're in Michigan. Well, with I'm in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in Michigan. We just legalized marijuana, but it wasn't legal. And so I had a client come to me, and I was looking at his bank account. Like I was like going through, looking at everything, looking at his financial statements, looking at his bank accounts, and I said. You know, there's a hundred thousand dollars that went out of your business, and you're writing it off as startup capital for a new company. What is what is this? Yeah, company? that's a lot of money to be. Yes, out and he there. goes, 
and and I've known this for like 15 years. So I do a lot of everything on Zoom. And so he's, you know, he doesn't live near me. And so he's on the Zoom call and he kind of looks down, which tells me he's not. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, <laughs> and what I, have and you I'm kinda, done? yeah, so <laughs> I said, um, you know, I've known you for a long time and you know that I kind of shoot straight. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pull any punches. I'm not going to, you know, tiptoe around a situation. So what company I go, are you, are you selling weed or do you have a mistress? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one or the other. Like I know him well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes, I don't want to talk to you about this. I go too late. Yeah. We're talking. But if you want to work together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and so he said, well, I opened an LLC. And I go, okay. So I'm on, I'm already got another screen open and I'm searching for the LLC, right? Yep. And I'm like, I see this LLC. So you transferred a hundred thousand dollars out of one accountant into another. What are you doing in this LLC? He's like, it's none of your business. And I said, as your tax strategist, it's my business. Right. I've just made it my business because mm-hmm. we have this, we have a trust relationship. And if I'm a trusted advisor, I need to know that I can trust you mm-hmm. because I'm going to bat every single day for you. Right. Like I'm, I'm standing in the gap for you. And he's like, I'm selling marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so where's your dispensary license? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, I didn't. And, and, and I go, okay, so let's, he's like, it's all cash. I don't have to claim it. I go, okay, so let's step back for a second. You're telling me you took $100,000 out of a bank account and you wired it to another individual and you don't think a SARS report was issued that right. showed uh-huh. the transfer of this money. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should have at least like, done the nine thousand, nine thousand. <laughs> exactly. So he looks up at me like with a deer in the head, like, "Look." Mm-hmm. He goes, "What's a SARS report?" I go, "It's a report that the banking industry has when there is money over a certain limit that is actually exchanged between entities." Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me that you bought this piece of property, you bought this, you bought that, you've not made any hardly any money in your one business, and you're telling me you're running me, you're running an illegal, uh, illegal entity. Mm-hmm. And we're evading taxes. So you're doing a federally controlled substance and we're evading taxes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, can't be, I can't be your tax strategist. Right. Yeah. No. I've got to remove myself from this engagement. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and he was like, he did not understand until I educated him on the ramifications of like how huge this was. Now, I mean, we're legal now. He has his dispensary license. Mm-hmm. It's all right. kosher. You know, we helped him. We actually helped him get legal. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, if you want, if you don't want me to, you know, disengage and fire you, you need to get legal. And right. so we did, we got the proper lawyers, we got everything squared away, but he just thought because he was running this cash business out of the trunk of his car, you know, you know, growing marijuana in his shed, mm-hmm. that he was going to be able to get away with it. And right. I, and I said, you can't, you can't avoid the system. The system's mm-hmm. in place for a reason. And right. it's a smarter system now today than it ever has mm-hmm. been. Right. You know, and that does bring up a point with things like uh, marijuana when it is legalized in states. I'm from Colorado. And, you know, and, and so I have friends who have, have had to deal with things like this also that, you know, banks won't take your deposit because right. it's still a federally, you know, and, and all these various things. And, and, you know, so it's, it's an interesting time to, to be in because as states do things that are contrary to federal law, you know, all these various things. But again, that's where you need to have somebody who knows these things be helping you out with this. Definitely. You know, and, and folks, you know, if, if we trust our tax people, it's, you know, don't ask them to do something illegal. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's just like, you know, if, if you've committed a crime, you shouldn't tell your attorney, hey, you know, get me off because I did this. You know, now, you know, there's obviously different, different situations there. But yeah, you know, don't, if you trust them, you trust them and don't put them in situations where they're going to have to say, not so much. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, here's the great thing about my profession is tax professionals are really usually very conservative. Right. I know. That's just, you know, tax people are conservative. They're numbers people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And we never want to have to defend you, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to the IRS. So we want you to be above board. Mm -hmm. And and most tax professionals, if they find out that you're not being above board, will terminate you. Right. Because there's too much legality surrounding mm-hmm. it now with the different preparer penalties and fines. And, and you know, we could lose our licenses. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that 
um, you're asking your tax professional to stand in the gap. Mm -hmm. And so that is a trusted relationship on both sides. Right. Well, let's kind of deviate now. You know, I, I mentioned that I, I always ask my guests to send me questions and, you know, and, and yours are just great, you know, and, and I think we're just going to have to have you on again at some point because you've got some great questions. But, you know, one, you know we, we talked about the fact that, that you are, you know, uh, 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 tactical trained. You do sell, um, you know, uh, you have gunpowder and lace, which I love that. Um, and all these various things. So, you know, how can tactical training help build confidence, um, especially for women? Oh, gosh. You know, so here's the thing. I think that sometimes, you know what, it's about finding your power. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, even I see it with a young, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and mm -hmm. I see that um, they listen to celebrities and social media, and they, I think that young people can usually find their power, their inner voice, that inner goddess much younger. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think one of the things it took me 35 years to get comfortable in my own skin, mm -hmm. I mean, to just as a woman, as an entrepreneur. And so I think when, like, when you are tactically trained, when you, you know, your firearms trained, is it martial arts, it's Krav, it's any of those things, you actually know that when you're in a situation and your back's against the wall, you can take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it creates in you a self-confidence that, you know, this training was really, really hard and I did it. I mm -hmm. showed up. Right. Doesn't mean I was an expert in it or I was really good at it, but every day I showed up. And that's what about being an entrepreneur is all about, mm -hmm. isn't it? Right. It's about that little tiny progress every single day mm -hmm. and half the battle is just showing up. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when I talk about being tactically trained, um, I, I think that I did it because I needed a mindset adjustment. Mm -hmm. And I think also as an entrepreneur, we've got to have, if we are walking around with all kinds of head trash, you know, all of the self-defeating talk or mm -hmm. just the, the baggage that we carry around with us, um, when you actually are um, every day showing up and forcing yourself to have a different mindset or to be around people with different mindsets, it actually starts to create a confidence in you um, that nothing will ever replace. Right. You know, and, and, and let's be honest, it is in many cases difficult for women, especially women who are in male-dominated fields. Um, you know, I mean, just look at how much uh, we heard about the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and all these various things. And, and a lot of tactical training is about not getting in that situation to start with. Right. But then, you know, then if something does happen, you know, how do you get out of it? And, and you know, and, and it's, it's, it's about using your brain. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what it is. It's about, it's, you know, yes, it, there are, you know, there could be weapons involved, things like that, but it's about using your brain first. Right. It's about being aware of your, so this helps in, as an entrepreneur as well as it's like understanding the signs of the situation that you're in, understanding right. the signs of the times, understanding, um, being an active listener. Mm -hmm. Being very well aware of your your surrounding, and this can be in positive things too. You know, let's. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. no. I mean, so I mean, I think about this is like when we talk about you know being an active listener. I mean, how many times have you had a conversation with a client and your your brain is someplace else, mm -hmm. and and you've missed something critical in the conversation because we were we're looking to respond instead of just being active listener, right? And and so. I think that's very critical from that standpoint. And mm -hmm. I have a story and I, we probably don't have time today to talk about, but I call it rock, rack the shotgun. Mm. And you know, if you've ever heard the rack of a shotgun, mm -hmm. you get the quick, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that there's times in our entrepreneurial life that we actually hear the rack of that shotgun and we ignore it. Mm -hmm. and it costs us in the, in the long run. Right. You know, and, and I, I love this topic. It's very interesting to me because we, don't think about things like that because we put them in a negative light, you know, and, and it's not, I mean, it is about being prepared. You know, there's, there's a reason why the Boy Scouts motto is be prepared. And, and if you're prepared, you know, and again, whether it's with your taxes or whatever, many times things won't happen because you were prepared or if they do, it's much easier to deal with them. Exactly. Very, very well said. 
You know, and I, I love that you also talk to people about self-defense, um, you know, and, and things like that. And, and it's funny, I worked for a medical clinic in Denver uh, many years ago. I mean, like, <clears throat> I wasn't even married then, so this was a really long time ago. I, and we, it was in a not good part of town. I mean, really not good part of town. We actually shared a wall with a strip club. Um, and it was, it was a really highly uh, ranked um, medical clinic. I mean, that was the whole strange thing about this. I mean, we had doctors that were the, the top doctors in the area, all sorts of stuff. But you know, not, a, not a good, you know, you looked out the window at any point in time and there were drug deals going on, all these various things. And we had somebody from Denver police who came and talked to us. And I still remember some of the things that he told us. Like, uh, you know, if, if there's a situation and you're running from something, first of all, ladies, get those stupid high heels off. <laughs> right. Because you can't run in them. You can repair your nylons. You can put Band-Aids on your feet. But, you know. Um, and, and one of the things he said was yell fire. Because if you yell help, people don't want to know. But they always want to know where the fire is. So, you know, so yell fire. And then he also taught us, he said, if you can crawl under a car, he said, because you can wrap your arms around something in under that car and almost no man will have the strength to be able to, and the leverage to be able to get you out from under there. Um, you know, and, and just things like that. And, and, you know, it's, and we're not, we're not instilling fear in people. We're telling them, yes, you need to be careful. I mean, if you're walking in a parking lot late at night, you know, all of us are going to networking meetings at, at night, right? And and we're going to our cars. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't have your keys in the bottom of your purse and you're there digging and carrying on and, and you know, all these various things. Um, but also don't think, you know, I've, I've, I've come across people who have said, oh, yeah, I carry. I carry. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't mean you're protected either, you know, especially right. if it's down in the bottom of your purse. Exactly. And that's one of the things I know with our concealment garments, they're all on your body, actually. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, tank tops and thigh holsters and, uh, you know, garments to hold you in when mm -hmm. you're over 40 and you start to get curvy. And so, um, but you always so want to add benefit. <laughs> But here's the thing. You want to practice with that, too. So if you're carrying, right. oh, yes. you like I shoot every week. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, exactly. people. Literally. You know, I shoot every week. I practice drawing every week. Um, it's about being prepared. It's not about creating an atmosphere or a mindset of fear. It's about the fact that when you're prepared, you can have an element of being fearless. That mm -hmm. you're like, I've got this. I'm right. prepared. Regardless of what comes down the pike, I can take mm -hmm. it on. Mm -hmm. And. And it is, again, it's about awareness. It's about knowing what's going on in your area so that then hopefully things like this never happen to you. Yes. Well, oh my gosh, we have just a couple minutes left. And this has been so much fun. And like I said, we're, we definitely have to have you on again because as a female entrepreneur, you've got a lot of great advice and, and tips that, that we can share with people. But, you know, in the meantime, how do people find and connect with you? And I want to point out the fact that even though you're based in Michigan, you are able to work with people from the tax perspective throughout the United States. So how do people get in contact with you? Definitely. So from a tax strategy standpoint, my website's advancedaccounting.com. And in the right-hand um, corner of that website, we actually offer a free consultation, a 30-minute consultation that if they have questions, concerns, want me to look over their taxes and see if there's anything I can do for them, I would be more than happy to do that. That's part of the offer when I do podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and then for speaking engagements, because I do do a lot of speaking engagements, that would be Shannon. Stuart.com. Okay, great. Well, you know, what, what would you like to leave our listeners with? One last final thought. You know, I think the thing that when, as just an entrepreneur, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a tax strategist, mm -hmm. um, but I have the entrepreneurial mindset. And I think that one of the things that I see that most entrepreneurs struggle with is their mindset. So I think that's really important every single day to set time aside to be journaling and visioning and what, you know, vision, vision I should say, mm -hmm. what the future looks like so that they can, you know, continue to grow and prosper their businesses and, um, and get into a mastermind, get around people. I mean, you become like the people that you hang around with. Right. So if you want to level up, get in a room full of people that are smarter than you. If you walk into a room and you're the expert, that's not the room you want to be in. Right. Right. Unless you're the speaker, then that's okay. Exactly. But, you know, you, you don't ever want to be the, the smartest person in the room. 
Unless yeah. you're Sheldon Cooper. I am a big Bang Theory person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. Well, Shannon, this really has been delightful. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, your website is advancedaccounting.com. So feel free, folks, to, and there's a lot of good resources there. You know, as, as I was going through the site, um, uh, multiple uh, blog posts, resources, things like that, that, you know, especially if you're just starting out, think about these things. Start out right as opposed to having to go back and fix things later. Um, you know, much easier to do it right from the start than to go, uh, oh, I should have kept those receipts. Where did the, uh, <laughs> all those various things. So please check out Shannon's team and her information. Thank you. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Shannon Stewart. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.